Hi, good morning. It's Councillor Glenn Gower, and today is the 11th of June. I'm at Susanna Kemp Park. It's going down my list of parks that I've yet to visit on one of these Saturday morning updates. Susanna Kemp Park is in the Abbotsville Crossing neighborhood on Ponderosa Street. It's a nice little park. There's a play structure, a covered picnic area, a basketball court, big field as well. So if you're looking for a new park to explore this weekend, come to Ponderosa Street. That's off of... Um, off of uh, uh, Cranesville and uh, it's in the Abbotsville Crossing neighborhood. That's on the north side of Abbott Street between Terry Fox and Robert Grant Avenue. Hopefully that situates it for you. Um, got a whole bunch of updates today, a lot today. Two full sides of the card today worth of updates. So here we go. Uh, first of all, park maintenance. Uh, we are still seeing a lot of cleanup happening as a result of the storm on Victoria Day weekend. Uh, it is progressing, but it's slow work. Yesterday, I spent a bit of time watching some uh, crews, city crews, working to remove fallen and damaged trees from Alexander Grove Park. If you can think of that park, there's all sorts of big, beautiful trees there. Many of them, sadly, have been damaged or lost. They're going to be there several days working on that project, and it's similar for any park in our community. So just asking for your patience as crews do take their time to clean that up in a safe way. And uh, if you see yellow caution tape around a, a park, an area at a park, or even a pathway, please avoid that area. That's for your own safety. There are a lot of trees that are in a precarious position or uh, could cause some kind of harm to you. So please uh, watch for that caution tape and respect that caution tape. And crews will be there soon in the park near you to get that cleaned up. <clears throat> Uh, branch cleanup. We've had a few questions. Will they be doing a second pass for branch cleanup? And the answer is yes, they will. There Again, there's so much debris around our neighborhood to clean up. So if you've got branches that you've brought to your front curb recently and you missed the first round of pickup, they will be around again. But again, please be patient. This is something that's going to take a few more weeks to complete. Uh, so they will be out there. And of course, your regular garbage day you can continue to use for compost and yard waste as well. Uh, this week at City Council, I was pleased to second a motion from my Cumberland colleague, Ka uh, Catherine Kitts, around Ontario Provincial Disaster Recovery Assistance. Uh, the mayor now has made a formal request based on that motion uh, to the province, to Premier Ford, uh, that Ottawa should qualify for Provincial Disaster Recovery Assistance. And we're hoping that will release some funds that homeowners can use for, for things that aren't covered by insurance. <clears throat> excuse me, during the cleanup. So we'll be watching for an update on that. Uh, let's go locally now. So uh, this week, uh, you've probably heard about the free little library on Amethyst Street in Granite Ridge. Um, I'm pleased to report that bylaw has found a way to exempt them from the official rules and just working through some of the details to get that library reinstalled. But I also had a motion to council this week about free little libraries uh, that staff come back to us to make a, a permanent exemption for these free, free little libraries. They found a way to do it temporarily, that's fine, uh, but I just don't want to have any bureaucracy or restrictions around these libraries. They're a, a really nice thing in our community. The, the laws and so on that apply, they're usually meant to prevent people from installing something like a shed on their front yard or installing some kind of a big object that might block sight lines for traffic. And the laws never anticipated little free libraries, so this is why we need to update them so that they are allowed. Uh, it is a little bit of 
bureaucratic overkill, uh, perhaps well-intentioned, but uh, really we need to have these little libraries in our community. So we're working on that. Um, the one thing I would remind folks is if you are installing something, any kind of post in the ground or any kind of digging, reminder to call Ottawa Hydro, call before you dig and just make sure you're aware of where the hydro line is, where the gas line is, where the phone and uh, internet lines are as well. So call before you dig, you can find information online about that. Uh, on Monday night, we had our volunteer award. So I wanna say a big congratulations to the six winners in the six categories. So here we go. Scott Phelan was the Roger Griffiths Memorial Citizen of the Year. Lara Sweden was the John Curry Memorial Youth Volunteer of the Year. Leslie McKay, Senior of, Senior of the Year. Stittsville Muslim Association Group of the Year, Home Hardware Business of the Year, and Andrew Arcello, Teacher of the Year. So congratulations to all of the award recipients and congratulations to the 18 nominees uh, for the awards as well. And thank you to everyone who had a role in that event on Monday night. It was a great event. Uh, there is video from that event on my YouTube channel. So check out YouTube, search for Councillor Glenn, and you can watch the entire hour-long presentation ceremony including a uh, special presentation, uh, special speech, a guest speaker, Kalinda Joseph, who won the bronze medal in wheelchair curling at the 2022 Paralympic Games. So it was great to have her on hand as well. <clears throat> um, at a city hall level, a few things of, of note. On Tuesday, at our Finance and Economic Development Committee, we approved the city's first anti-racism strategy, including uh, over 120 measures that the city is going to start working on 120 actions to break down racism and systemic racism in the city uh, so again you can find more inv information about that on my website glengower.ca uh, our planning committee also approved um, a spending plan for building new affordable homes in ottawa right now uh, with this plan we'll have about 1350 affordable homes under construction that's more than we've had in about 20 years, but we're running into a problem is that money we had earmarked for new homes, some of that is now going to shore up projects where we've seen cost escalations. So right now it costs four hundred to $500,000 a unit. So basically an apartment costs four hundred to $500,000 uh, to build. That's up about 25 or 35% over last year. So due to rising construction costs, due to rising interest rates, it costs more per unit to build affordable housing. And, and this is a big problem because although we have 1,350 affordable housing units under construction, there are over 12,000 people on a waiting list in Ottawa, 12,000 families looking for affordable housing. So uh, obviously we need more investment, but the dollars that we are investing are not going as far as they used to. Um, and as I said at the meeting, this money, this investment is the most important money that we're investing right now in Ottawa to make sure people have uh, safe and affordable homes in which to live. <clears throat> Another update this week, OC Transpo, well it's actually the province. The province has updated some of their COVID masking rules, so check that out. One of them in particular relates to transit. Masks will no longer be mandatory on public transit. However, Ottawa Public Health and OC Transpo are strongly recommending that you continue to use a mask 
on OC Transpo. Actually, I took a, I took a ride on OC Transpo this week. I, I do ride OC Transpo at least once a week these days. Uh, I'm not heading downtown as much, so I don't use OC Transpo as much, but I used it for a local trip this week. I went from my office at Cardell Rec. I took the 61 over to Edgewater Street in Canada uh, to pick up my car from the mechanic. And um, I was actually pleasantly surprised at how busy that route was. By the time we hit uh, Terry Fox heading into Canada, it was quite a busy route. And, um, and it, you know, steadily as we went around the neighborhood, I was the first and only one on the bus at Cardell Rec. But as it went down Fernbank, a couple more people got on. As it went down Stittsville, Maine, a few more people got on. And then as we hit some of the busier employment areas along Hazeldean, more and more people were getting on that bus uh, for their commute home. And it just, it reminded me of something I wanted to mention here. Um, I know people often ask me about empty buses in our community, but a, a reminder on that, yes, there are some routes and some times of the day where transit is not, uh, not used very much, but there are also a lot of peak times of the day where it is used. And since Stittsville is at either the start or the end of the route, depending on the time of day, we do tend to see fewer people on those ends of the route. This is something that happens in transit systems and bus systems everywhere. Uh, the point isn't always to have an absolutely full bus right from the beginning of the route all the way to the end, but you want to see that steady on and off uh, use of the bus. And that's certainly what I saw on Thursday evening when I took the 61 going out of Stittsville. So that was good to see. Anyhow, um, OC Transpo, um, we do need to change our approach because for a long time, OC Transpo has really been focused on suburbs to downtown during peak hours. Clearly, that use is changing. There's more people working from home, fewer people going downtown, like me, for example. Uh, so I think we need to shift some more focus towards the local routes and really serving people where there is a demand. And there is a demand in our community for OC Transpo above and beyond just that peak service. Having said that, if I can say one more thing about OC, I have been getting more emails from people who are working regularly downtown, asking when we're gonna be ramping up service on the 261, 263, 262. Uh, so that's good to see that there is increased ridership. Obviously, we're watching that closely. And uh, when uh, when the demand is, is there and when we're confident people are going back, which they are, you will see an increase in service. And I think as we get back to fall, there'll be some more rush hour routes added to the community. I'm just swatting away some bugs here at uh, Susanna Kemp Park. Okay. More stuff, more stuff. Uh, some upcoming events, upcoming activities. On Wednesday evening, join us for a presentation on an environmental assessment for Huntmar and Maple Grove upgrades. These will be coming in the next five years or so, but we have to do this process in advance to identify the scope of the work and the budget of the work. So it's Huntmar being widened north of Maple Grove Road in Stittsville, Maine, the connection from Jackson Trails up to Palladium. It's an environmental assessment. Part of it does look at environment uh, things as we would think traditionally of environment, but environment is a broader meaning, meaning uh, what, what's the area around it. So uh, what does, uh, what do the surrounding properties, what kind of constraints are there on any changes to the road? How do we want to configure the road? How many lanes, how many bike lanes? How wide is the sidewalk? What does the landscaping look like? So when we say environmental assessment, it goes beyond just uh, say uh, the impact on water or on, on ecology. It's about the entire surrounding area. Anyways, that is Wednesday and you can register on my website for that. 
Uh, also on my website, I've posted some information about the upcoming road repaving for Abbott Street between Stittsville, Maine and Iber, and part of Hoban Street as well. So both of those projects will be starting late June or early July. So if you live near there and you're, you're interested in what's going on, uh, please uh, check out that information on my website. June 25th, we are hosting Welcome to Stittsville. It's our uh, diversity showcase, multicultural showcase at Village Square Park on Saturday afternoon, June 25th. We're still looking for participants, people to take part. So if you or your family or your community group would like to participate in Welcome to Stittsville and show off uh, your culture, your food, your uh, art, your music, uh, anything that you'd like to share with us, please get in touch with me by message or by email, glenn.gower at ottawa.ca. Uh, a reminder that we have turtles, turtle nesting season. So if you're near Pool Creek or Feed Mill Creek, if you're walking through or driving through, please be aware and be careful about turtles. You'll see them crossing the road and you'll also, if you're lucky, you might see them burying some of those eggs in the sandy or gravelly area near the road. But it's a, kind of a yearly thing, a yearly tradition here in Stittsville is turtle spottings uh, around the month of June, wherever the, the creek passes through our community. Now there's information on my website about what you can do to help turtles, how you can safely move them from a roadway, and also what you can do to help uh, help uh, uh, protect their eggs, protect their nests. So check out my website for information about how to help our turtles. Um, the, oh, June 22nd, we are hosting a webinar with the Ottawa Police on car theft prevention. Uh, you may have heard we've had some recent car thefts in our community. Police have made some recent arrests as well. However, the car thefts have continued. Uh, we're gonna have a representative from the Ottawa Police on hand to share some tips and tricks and just share what they're seeing around trends in car theft. So that's on June 22nd. You can register on my website for that. And the final thing I wanted to mention is about Let's Bike Ottawa and Let's Bike Month in June. Uh, so I've signed up for this. It's a, it's a great initiative to encourage people to use their bike more. During the month of June, uh, they're encouraging people to ride their bike and log their kilometers on the Let's Bike Ottawa website and uh, there's a chance to win some great prizes. You can also join Team Stittsville. Uh, we've got a group of us, uh, probably about a dozen people now who are signed up and tracking our kilometers. And this week we went over 2,000 kilometers collectively as a group. So all those little errands around the community do start to, do start to add up. So uh, please, uh, please sign up if you're someone who wants to try biking and uh, participate in that Let's Bike Ottawa. You can search for that on Google or your favorite search engine and find more information. Uh, lots going on today, a lot of little events happening today. There's a record sale at Doug Hempstead's house on Orville Street. Doug is the uh, traffic reporter for CBC Ottawa. He's also a musician and a record collector. So I think at 10 a.m. that starts over on Orville. There is a lemonade fundraiser on Lazy Knoll and uh, all sorts of garage sales and activities happening in the community. I saw one over on Malahat, a bit of a street garage sale happening over on Malahat Drive and Abbotsville Crossing. I hope you get a chance to get out and enjoy this great weather today. I'm gonna to go out biking myself today, try to get some kilometers in, and uh, please explore your neighborhood, uh, say hello to your neighbors, and uh, thank you so much for watching and for listening, and I'll talk to you here next week. Take care.